Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture. But before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. One year, Andrew and I were walking down a trail deep out in the woods when all of a sudden he tripped over something. Well, because we worked out there almost every day, we wanted to keep the trail clear from obstructions. So he looked around to try and find what he had fell over. Lo and behold, it was a huge moose antler. And I think it was roughly three feet long. He decided that it'd be great to have the other one. Uh, then we could put them up in the house somewhere together. But no matter how hard we searched for the other, we couldn't find it. We only had the one. And some people have claimed that sometimes they can be right next to each other. But at other times, they can be as far as half a mile apart. Or I suppose even farther, depending on if somebody else already found the other one. This reminds me of the Christian life. You know, if you're going to go through the effort of putting up a nice moose mount on your wall of your hunting shack, you really need to have both of them. They are two things that go together, kind of like peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, a husband and a wife, or faith and works. You're going to need them both if you truly desire to enter into eternal life. Without both of them, the Christian walk is incomplete. Look at James 2, 14 through 26 says this. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Well, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that a man, uh, that how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. First of all, there are numerous people who actually teach that it is by faith alone that we inherit eternal life. But this concept is really a false teaching, according to the Apostle James. The word alone is actually defined in the dictionary as being by itself. It's like having just one deer antler and missing the other. It's incomplete. The beloved brother James was one of the original apostles. He was chosen by Jesus Christ. So we need to take great heed to what he teaches. If faith is alone without any works to accompany it, then it's really not faith at all. It's, it's just professing faith, but not living by the faith that you professed. It's claiming to believe in Jesus, 
but having no desire to become sanctified or transformed. It's claiming to believe in God, but there's no evidence of a changed life or doing His will. It's just words, and words by themselves cannot save you. Neither can faith without works. It doesn't even matter how much of the scriptures you know. It doesn't matter how much head knowledge that you may have. Salvation has to do with becoming a doer of God's word. And without that kind of faith, people are going to miss out on paradise. James 1, 22 through 25, he says, But be a doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We must go on into perfection, but the... It's not going to happen until you repent, turn from your sins, and focus on doing the will of God from the heart. Unless repentance happens, people will certainly perish. In order to inherit eternal life, we must become overcomers of the sinful nature. And, and this will only happen when you choose to do the will of God and submit to His purpose. Even if a person claims to love God, the evidence of true love for Him is keeping his commandments and abiding in the truth. If they don't become obedient, they're only lying to themselves. The apostles teaching us that faith is something that you can see, evidenced by works of love and obedience in a person's life. People might claim with their lips that they believe in God, but the devils do too. What sets a Christian apart from them is repentance, conversion, and transformation. Romans 10, 8 through 10. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. <clears throat> you know, when I read this here, this passage teaches us the same thing we're talking about here. It teaches that the Christian life is more than just confession with your mouth. That needs to happen too, but it's a part of it. It is about believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If you really possess that kind of faith, your life is going to go through a life-altering change, just as the lives of the apostles did. You will turn from darkness to light. You will turn from disobedience to obedience. You will turn from doing your own will to the will of God. You will turn from rebellion to submission. You will abandon dead works for good works. And if your faith doesn't result in these kind of activities, then it truly is dead. Abraham was justified by works of faithful obedience when he did the will of God by taking his own son up to the altar. Noah was justified by faith when he built the ark to save his family from the deluge. God's grace was working in the life of the Apostle Paul, and he was justified by works, evidenced by his writings in the New Testament. Obedience will result in perfection. How can you ever become perfected if you just continue to live in sin every day? 
How can you become perfected if you continue to resist the will of God each week? That's not perfection. It's called disobedience. And it's a refusal to submit to the truth of Scripture. This kind of faith won't save you. And that's why faith without works is dead. The process of getting a moose mount on our wall never came to fruition because we were missing one of them. It just sat out in our shed all by itself, alone and incomplete. The only way we can go on into perfection is by possessing faith and works together. And I'm not talking about works of the law. I'm talking about works of obedience and love towards the will and purpose of God. You've got to have them both. And I remember that each time I think about our moose shed. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by Google searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms such as Amazon, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we will talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.